Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we're going to be previewing all of the upcoming action in week 7 of the 2022 NFL season. And guys, do we have a decent amount of games on this slate that, you know, some of these games are actually pretty good games and hopefully we'll have a lot more entertainment than we did last week. But anyway, guys, before we do begin, I do want to make sure first that y'all do like share, comment, rate, do whatever you can to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast with everybody so they can continue to stay up to date with sports news. And guys, thank y'all so much for all the support that y'all have shown, whether it's been on TikTok, Instagram, you know, any type of social media platform, even here on the podcast on Spotify and Apple. Thank y'all so much for all the continued support. And like I always say here on the Cover 7 podcast, guys, I do not want to waste y'all's time. So let's get right into today's episode. And the first game that we're going to be talking about as we kick off week seven is going to be on Thursday night football at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Amazon Prime as we have the New Orleans Saints traveling out to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. And in this game, you know, there's a lot of lot of pluses for the Arizona Cardinals despite having a really disappointing showing last week against the Seattle Seahawks. They will finally be getting back their star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins after he just got done uh, serving his six-game suspension for PED use. They also went out and traded for uh, Carolina Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson as well as Marquise Brown, their other number two option wide receiver. He's probably going to be out for most of the season with a foot injury, so... This Arizona Cardinals offense is starting to kind of get back to full health. Getting DeAndre Hopkins is going to be huge for that Cardinals offense. I know he'll definitely help Kyler Murray out a ton. Robbie Anderson, who I still like a lot. I loved him when he was with the Jets. I loved him during his early parts with the Carolina Panthers. So this Arizona Cardinal defense, or, or not defense, this Arizona Cardinal offense should have no problem against this New Orleans Saints defense. And then on the flip side for the New Orleans Saints, despite a 2-4 and four record, they haven't really been out of any games that they've played in so far this year. Andy Dalton has played pretty good so far as the backup for the New Orleans Saints. You know, Jameis Winston, he's still dealing with some type of lingering issue, an injury. And then on the flip side, also, Michael Thomas, who just cannot seem to be able to stay healthy, he also is dealing with the injury. Jarvis Landry's dealing with with some type of injury. So this New Orleans Saints team is banged up for the most part. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, they do have a, I would say, an okay defense. Not a great defense by any means, but they do have an okay defense. Definitely trading away uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson to the Eagles was kind of a questionable move. I know they didn't want to pay him, but still, he's arguably probably going to be one of their best cornerbacks, especially with Marshall and Lattimore out with an injury. So, in this game, I would... 100% take the Arizona Cardinals I know that defense is still kind of sketchy they really can't stop anything whether it's in the pass or run game we saw Kenneth Walker have a field day against them last week up in Seattle but I do think that the Arizona Cardinals offense now that it is pretty much as close to 100% as it's going to get I do think that they should be able to knock off the New Orleans Saints so give me the Arizona Cardinals to finally get a good bounce back win over the Saints in Thursday night football And now, guys, that'll be the only game that we do have on Thursday. So now let's go over to Sunday, a.k.a. our main slate of games. And the first game to kick off week week 7 on Sunday is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We're going to talk about our noon slate a little bit. As we have the Atlanta Falcons led by Marcus Mariota taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And, well... The Atlanta Falcons coming off a surprising win against the 49ers last week, which I know a lot of people, including myself, didn't expect them to be able to win. You know, definitely, I don't think they had Cordell Patterson in, the, in that game. They might have if I'm wrong. Please make sure to correct me. But Marcus Mariota, he looked pretty solid. I mean, 
Definitely got a lot done in the run game. The defense was absolutely amazing for the Falcons last week. And now they're taking on a Cincinnati Bengals team that's coming off a win in New Orleans, which Jamar Chase, he finally got his, I guess, first real good game of 2022. Joe Burrow looked pretty solid as well. And I think, honestly, just I think the Bengals are starting to feel themselves a little bit more. They're finally starting to get back to that 2021 self kind of later in the season when they did start to get everything clicking. And I think just the sheer fact that the Falcons defense, I don't think they really are going to be able to handle Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, all these stars that the Bengals have on offense. So give me the Cincinnati Bengals over the Atlanta Falcons. Another large part is due to the fact that it will be played up in Cincinnati too. So give me Joe Burrow and the Bengals to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Now, guys, for the next game that we have is also going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS as we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Arlington. Uh, For the Cowboys, really good news that came earlier this week. Dak Prescott would be making his return this week against the Lions, so that automatically already kind of skyrockets them a little bit. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he played really solid against a very stout run defense of the Philadelphia Eagles. Tony Pollard also played really well. Pass game wasn't as effective as I know a lot of Cowboys fans wanted, myself included. Michael Gallup didn't really get too much going. Noah Brown had an amazing catch, but it would be ruled, you know, incomplete. But overall, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of credit does need to be given to Cooper Rush. You know, definitely the circumstances that he was dealt with, you know, especially after losing that first game to Tampa Bay. A lot of people had already kind of cut Dallas out of the rest of the year saying, you know, this is just going to be a rebuilding year. Dak Prescott's not going to be playing, yada, yada, yada. And he led them to a 4-1 and record during the five games that he did start this season. So a lot of credit does, to be, does need to be deserved to him. But I think this is also a good week for Dak Prescott to come back because they are going up against a pretty weak uh, Detroit Lion defense, the secondary, not really that great, you know, despite them having the former third overall pick, Jeff Okuda, as one of their starting cornerbacks. I just think that the Cowboys are going to be able to get things going, especially in the run game, because Detroit, they just don't have any type of run defense, or, I mean, you could even say pass defense, because we saw what... Mm, Excuse me, guys. We saw what Geno Smith did to them a few weeks ago. So definitely give me the Dallas Cowboys and Dak's first game back since week one to be able to beat the Detroit Lions. Now, guys, the next game that we have, and it's also going to be at 12 p.m. on CBS, we're going to have the Indianapolis Colts traveling out to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Now, once again, the Indianapolis Colts, they don't have really any type of run game currently. Jonathan Taylor is out with an injury. Naeem Hines. I think he may be back, but I know he's dealing with a concussion, with, with some type of concussion, so that's still going to be lingering around. So they're really going to have to rely heavily on the pass game. We saw Matt Ryan throw, I think, 54 passes last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He completed 30-something, so it wasn't a horrible game by Matt Ryan by any means. Uh, we saw Michael Pittman Jr. have 100-plus receiving yards as well. He did pretty solid. I think, honestly, if they're able to get the pass game going against the Tennessee Titans, especially their secondary, Christian Fulton, uh, the, the uh, Titans' former first-round pick at corner, I think he won't be playing in this game either. So if, if, if the Colts are able to get the pass game going, I definitely would take the Colts. But Derrick Henry, you have to remember, is an absolute stud at running back. That offense is kind of having a resurgence so far for the Tennessee Titans. And I think also being at the fact that it is due at, that the game will be played up in Nashville – I think that the Titans should be able to squeeze out a win. Barely, though. I mean, it's going to be really close, but give me the Tennessee Titans over the Indianapolis Colts. Now, guys, for the next game that we have, and it's going to be played at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, as we have Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers traveling up to Landover, Maryland to take on the Washington Commanders. 
And there's not too much to say about this game. Carson Wentz, he's out four to six weeks with an injury, so he will not be starting. Taylor Heineke, who started in the wild card game a few years back against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he will be back as the starting quarterback for the Commanders. Um, Aaron Rodgers, who's still kind of dealing with some type of wrist injury, hand injury, something like that. He's still expected to play in this game, but don't expect him to really rely too much on the pass game. So hopefully the Packers, they'll be able to get Aaron Jones going a lot more. Definitely is something that they need to majorly do, especially with how weak the pass game has been so far this year. And I just think also the fact that Washington, their secondary is kind of getting depleted. William Jackson, he's wanting to get out of Washington. He hasn't, he hasn't officially requested a trade, but he's expected to be dealt by the trade deadline. So I think the Packers, they'll finally get a much-needed win after dropping their last two, as they will probably beat the Washington Commanders. So give me Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers over the Washington Commanders. Now, guys, the next game that we have, and it's going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, as we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling up to Charlotte to take on the Carolina Panthers, who currently sit at 1-5. Yeah, just Carolina right now is currently a mess. You know, fired Matt Rule. You had the whole Robbie Anderson situation when, in which he was literally traded a day later to Arizona. So now you're down one other starting wide receiver. DJ Moore is also probably going to be ending up getting traded due to the fact that Carolina, they're just looking to rebuild. Christian McCaffrey likely to be traded as well. So right now, Carolina, they're just in a complete mess. They're pretty much trying to start all the way over. And, um, you know, for Tampa Bay, disappointing loss last week up in Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett played pretty good against them before leaving the game with a concussion. Mitchell Trubisky also did not play that bad as well. But the O-line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with all the injuries that they've got going on is really is what depleting this offense. Mm, excuse me, guys. That's really that's really is what's depleting them. I mean, t uh, Tom Brady's not able to make the throws that he wants to. The run game, they couldn't get it going last week. Uh, I mean, it's just it's one of those situations where there's not a lot that Tampa Bay can do right now just due to the fact that they are really banged up on the O-line position. But I do think that going to, going up against a pretty weak Carolina Panther defense, I think they should be able to have a pretty solid day. So give me Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Carolina Panthers. Now, guys, for the next game that we have, and it's going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the 5-1 Daniel Jones-led New York Giants traveling down to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, weirdly enough, Jacksonville is favored in this game. I understand why it's, play it's being played down in Jacksonville. But if you watched how Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and most notably how the New York Giants defense played last week against the Baltimore Ravens, how well they were able to contain Lamar Jackson and not let him just have a field day running the football, I mean, they should honestly do pretty solid against Jacksonville, who's never, who has not really been able to get the run game going as much. They did have a pretty good pretty good game last week against the Colts running the ball. Uh, Travis Etienne was able to get 80 rushing yards on the day. Trevor Lawrence also did not look bad as well. Nothing, nothing, you know, amazing, but he did look pretty solid. I just think that Daniel Jones and the New York Giants, despite this being what a lot of people think is going to be a trap game for them, I think they should be able to win this game. So give me Daniel Jones and the New York Giants over the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, guys, for the next game that we have, and it's going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Cleveland Browns traveling up to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, well, we saw how bad, you know, how bad the Browns were last week against a rookie quarterback in Bailey Zappi, and now they're going up against Lamar Jackson, who's able to throw the football. I know he struggled throwing the football, especially, you know, against the Cincinnati Bengals a few weeks ago, but overall, I think just... 
this Baltimore Ravens offense is going to be way too much for this Cleveland Browns defense, which is so banged up beyond belief. So definitely give me Lamar Jackson over the Baltimore, or not the Baltimore Ravens, over the Cleveland Browns. I just think, honestly, that <laughs> Cleveland's defense is not going to be able to keep up with the high-powered offense that the that the, um, the Baltimore Ravens have. Mark Andrews had a pretty solid week last week. I mean, against the, the against the Giants. Overall, they, the offense wasn't horrible. Just a few mistakes by Lamar Jackson is what cost them that game against the Giants. So give me, once again, the Ravens over the Browns. Now, guys, for the next game that we have, and it's going to be at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Zach Wilson-led New York Jets traveling to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. And once again, the Jets are underdogs in this game as Denver is favored by 2.5, which kind of astonishes me. I know it's being played at mile high, but at the same time, just that Broncos offense is horrendous. We saw how bad they played in the second half offensively against the um against the Los Angeles Chargers. The defense was actually really well, I mean really good. Alex Singleton, he put up 20 tackles on the day. Baron Browning, a third-round pick in last year's draft out of Ohio State, he played amazing as well. So the defense is not what is killing this Broncos team. It is the fact that Russell Wilson and his wide receivers are net, are not able to get any type of connection going. The offensive line really is not allowing Russell Wilson enough time to be able to throw the football. And overall, just right now, that offense needs to find some type of identity because they have not looked good through six weeks of football. And then on the flip side for the New York Jets, they're coming off an upset win up in Green Bay over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in which, man, did Brees Hall, the second-round pick out of, out of uh, Iowa State, he looked amazing. I mean, overall, this Jets team is looking really good. The defense, they looked really solid against Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and that whole Green Bay Packer offense. I just think that the Broncos, which will probably still have a bunch of offensive struggles in this game, I think they will drop another one and and, and fall to 2-5 and five, as I got the New York Jets, which will improve to 5-2, and two, beating the Denver Broncos led by Russell Wilson, who also was dealing with an injury as well. So keep that in mind, too, going into this game. If you were making bets or anything like that, Russell Wilson is also, quote-unquote, dealing with some type of injury. So just something to keep yourself noted on. Now, guys, the next game that we have is going to be at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS as we have the Houston Texans, which currently sit at 1-3-1, traveling out to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams, they're coming off of bye weeks. Las Vegas, I mean, they, they, they dropped a really close game against Kansas City on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago. The Texans, who have had a pretty strong run game with Damian Pierce, they got their first win against Jacksonville two weeks ago. You know, both teams, which... Unfortunately, their defenses really could not stop anything to save their lives. I do like Las Vegas in this game. I think Devontae Adams will have a field day against this weak secondary of the Houston Texans. Derek Carr and that whole offense. Josh Jacobs, who played amazing against the Chiefs two weeks ago, who put up 100-plus rushing yards. I've got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders over the Houston Texans. I'm telling you guys, this game should probably go Las Vegas' way, but if they drop this one to the Texans, there definitely needs to be a ton of concern up in Las Vegas. But anyway, guys, the next game that we have on our uh, late afternoon slash early evening slate of games, so our midday slate, I'm sorry, guys, the previous two games, they are part of that slate. But the next one that we do have is going to be at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks traveling to SoFi Stadium to take on Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, 
I mean, personally, I'm really high on Geno Smith in the, C- in the Seattle Seahawks offense. They looked fantastic against the Cardinals last week. Kenneth Walker is continuing to emerge as the lead back for the Seattle Seahawks after Rashad Penny is currently out for the rest of the year with an injury. Unfortunately, Chris Carson had to, re- had to medically retire from the NFL. So Kenneth Walker is looking like the future back for the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith... Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, that whole offense is looking really well. The defense didn't even play that bad against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals defense, or our <laughs> Arizona Cardinals offense. And then on the flip side for the Chargers, despite their defense being pretty solid, Derwin James had a really good game. Drew Tranquil had a pretty good game. Just the offense looked very weak. Obviously, not having Keenan Allen was huge. You know, that obviously that's Justin Herbert's favorite ta- favorite target. And for some reason in their offensive scheme, they didn't want to throw the ball to Mike Williams that much as he was only targeted about four or five times. So definitely something to watch out for in this game against, you know, Seattle. But in my opinion, I have Seattle going going into Los Angeles and beating the Chargers. I know the Chargers who sit at four and two, the record's kind of a little bit misleading because really a lot of these games they got super lucky in. And yes, I say the word super lucky because they got super lucky. And then the Seattle Seahawks who defense, they still need to pick some things up. Obviously had not having Jamal Adams, one of their starting safeties who's out for the year with an injury is something you really don't want to have, but their defense is being able to pick things up. They have a superstar as a rookie cornerback in Tariq Woolen, who's looking absolutely fantastic for them. A lot of people are comparing him to uh, Richard Sherman a little bit, and I mean, there's plenty of reasons for that as well. So just give me, in my opinion, despite the Chargers being favored in this game, and I'm having a lot of upsets going on this weekend, give me the Seattle Seahawks over the Los Angeles Chargers. And now, guys, for our final game of our midday slate of games we end this game will be at 325 p.m central time on fox we have the kansas city chiefs traveling out to san francisco to take on jimmy g and the san francisco 49ers and you know kansas city despite losing to buffalo last week they had a really solid game um i know defensively in the second half they kind of just shut down and let Josh Allen really get his way with them. But overall, that line with Carlos Dunlap, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, they looked really solid against the Buffalo Bills, not allowing too much in the run game. And then on the flip side for the 49ers, they're coming off a loss last week in Atlanta in which they let Marcus Mariota have a decent day against them. The defense completely stopped their offense. Jimmy G was not able to get anything going, especially for his team in the run game. Brandon Ayuk had a pretty good day, but outside of that, just not too much was really going in the 49ers' way. And I just think Kansas City and that offense with Patrick Mahomes, I think they should be able to get an easy win against the San Francisco 49ers. So give me Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs over Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. And now, guys, to finish up all of our action on Sunday, on Sunday Night Football at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling down to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. And, well, Miami, all three of their quarterbacks are banged up. Tua Tagovailoa, who's expected to make his first start since suffering that scary injury against the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday Night Football, he's expected to play in this game, and I kind of questioning it, but I mean... I'm not a medical professional. I don't know how all that stuff works. But anyway, besides that, they say he's okay. He's ready to go. So hopefully that is the case. And then on the flip side for Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, who's out with the concussion, he shouldn't be playing in this game. I've heard kind of some rumors that he might be. But if I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I would expect Mitchell Trubisky to play in this game. 
So for me personally, the Pittsburgh Steelers, which are pretty banged up right now, despite being able to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks last week, definitely they only won by three points, so it wasn't like a blowout or anything like that. But not having guys like Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt on your defense is huge. So I think, and you know, obviously they're going up against probably one of the best wide receiver duos in all the NFL in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So yeah, I definitely would want to take Miami in this game because I think if Tua is back and healthy, he's able to continue to make his reads. You know, he doesn't need to be Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't need to be able to throw the ball 75 yards to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, who's able to get it done with, uh, with yards after the catch, I just think that, you know, if, if Tua is able to make the correct throws, he's able to make the right decisions, doesn't put himself in any type of any type of problems or anything like that. I think Miami should be able to should be able to pretty easily beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry, Grandma, I know it hurts to say that, but I think Miami they should be able to beat Pittsburgh. So give me the Miami Dolphins over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football. And now guys, the final game that we have on this week 7 slate, and it's going to be on Monday night football at 7:15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. We have Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears traveling up to Foxborough to take on Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots. Not much needs to be said about the New England Patriots because, man, did their offense go off last week against the Cleveland Browns. Bailey Zappi had a career day. He's looking really, really good. Ramondre Stevenson, the running back out of OU, he had a fantastic day as well. Jacoby Myers also played really well. And this New England Patriots offense, they're finally starting to get things clicking. I know Kendrick Bourne, who's a free agent acquisition they got a few years back from San Francisco, he's probably going to end up getting traded. But overall, this New England team, especially their offense, is looking really good. I know defense hasn't been that bad at all either, so a lot of positives for the New England Patriots. And then on the flip side for the Bears, man, there's just not too much to really be excited about. Roquan Smith, who... It's still played at an all-pro type of level. I know Carson Wentz gave him a little bit of a little bit of a truck stick last week on Thursday Night Football, but the defense, you know, didn't play bad by any means. They have a lot of they have a lot of young young guys that I think potentially could be superstars in the league. You got Jalen Johnson, Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, who's not playing at the same level he had a few years ago, but he's still a pretty good safety. But the offense is what is killing this Chicago Bears team. The O line is horrendous. Justin Fields. Despite making a few good plays, he still needs to develop a lot more before I feel like he should be a full-time starting quarterback. Wide receiver play has been horrendous. They went out and got Byron Pringle from the Kansas City Chiefs. He has done nothing for them. He's been injured most of his time there in Chicago. Darnell Mooney, who made a, who has made a couple highlight catches so far this year, almost had a game winner last week against Washington. Was right on the goal line. So I just you know I don't think really that Chicago has. Any type of chance against New England unless New England's offense just completely shuts down in this game, which I doubt Bailey Zappi will allow that team to do that, especially having a guy like Ramondre Stevenson in your backfield who is an absolute power back. Yeah, I definitely would take New England on Monday Night Football. So give me the Patriots over the Chicago Bears to wrap up Week 7. So guys... Thank y'all so much for listening to today's preview of Week 7 of the 2022 NFL season. Let me know what y'all's favorite game is going to be this week. I mean, there's there's a lot of games I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Sunday night football with the Steelers in Miami. Obviously, biggest thing is going to be Tua's first game back since dealing with all those concussion issues. You know, just let me know what y'all's personal favorite favorite game is going to be. I'm looking forward also to seeing my Detroit or not my Detroit Lions, my Dallas Cowboys taking on the Detroit Lions. So. 
Anyway, guys, thank y'all so much for coming on and listening. Make sure that y'all do like, share, rate, do whatever you can to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast. And, guys, make sure to also check out the uh, College Football Week 8 preview, which will come out at 6 p.m. today, Central Time. So make sure to go check that out as well if you're looking forward to any type of college football games this upcoming weekend. So, guys, thank y'all so much once again for listening, and I hope y'all have a fantastic rest of y'all's week. Have a fantastic week weekend. Make sure you watch plenty of football, and I will see y'all back here on Tuesday for a recap of Week 7 of the 2022 NFL season. So see y'all guys then, and take care.